This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I want to minister this morning, really um, get you ready for your for goals. We're going to be talking about vision of the church, and you've been hearing now about each one, reach one, that um, our, our vision is to double, and this came about because the Lord uh, actually spoke a word about one plus one equals two, and he said it takes one to double, and, and the instruction was if each one will add one to the church, we will double. And when you get a rhema word or a spoken word like that, that's God's will. The anointing is there to bring that thing to pass. So uh, I want you to be and you've got to change some mindsets. You know, I never reach out to anyone or I'm just a shy person. You've got to change some mindsets. And, and God will give you the, the strength and the, and the power to do that. And we'll talk about that some uh, in this message. But the dream that I have recently that I shared is, um, I think I've just shared it one time, but uh, how there was this great earthquake and... Um, I'm, I'm in the house and everything, I've uh, been the earthquake before, it's like no earthquake I've never ever been, it was just everything shook like crazy, and uh, after it passed, I looked around, went over and turned on the light switch, not expecting that to come on, it comes on, I checked around, there's no damage whatsoever anywhere, and See, those spiritual earthquakes. <laughs> anyway, this, this earthquake happens. The next thing, and um, just to summarize it, in this plane, and y'all are all in it. I mean, it's a huge plane going down the runway. And had my hand on that lever about to take off. And it's shaking just a little bit, and then it breaks through. It, we're soaring. It was so refreshing, so exhilarating that... Uh, it makes me very happy to even talk about it. I still feel it. It was flying. It was just beautiful. Everything was uh, as easy as breathing. It was just being with God. It was so awesome. Uh, I can't say it in words how good this was and um, how beautiful and how much love was there. It's just, but what the Lord spoke to me was get ready to soar. Get ready to fly. And I believe that's our word, 2017. Are you ready to fly? Are you ready to soar? Is anybody here ready to do some flying? Are you, you ready to get past some struggles, some mountains, some things that have been in the way to break some old patterns? Are you ready for breakthrough? Are you ready to see some things manifested that you've been believing for? Or am I the only one? Okay. <laughs> so... This, this series, I'm calling it Fulfilled, Fulfilled. And fulfill, when I looked it up, it means to carry out or to bring to realization as a prophecy or a promise. Some synonyms means to accomplish, achieve, complete, realize, to execute, observe, answer, feel, comply with, or conclude. So we're talking about uh, those promises and fulfilling the what God has given you for, for vision and your goals. And that's one of the things I do during uh, January. I pray about 
what the goals should be and get God's input uh, on the goals. And what is your vision for your family? What is your vision for your, your business or your employment? What is the goals that you need to have? And they have found out most people believe that you should write down the goals, but most don't. But those who do write down their goals, they have a 42% more chance of seeing that thing fulfilled because they just wrote it down. So at least write it down, but you got to go beyond that, of course. you got to take steps to bring that thing to pass. But when God's involved, he gives you the strength and the power to bring that thing to pass. How many would like to see a different 2017 than 2016 was? I mean, we'd like to see increase. Maybe some relationships need to change. Maybe there's some debt that needs to be broken that's just a weight on you. Finances need to change. Wherever it is, you need to write it down. You need to have a plan and carry that thing out. So uh, I'm believing that we're just going to have an awesome time of prayer and fasting, and we're going to get... And let me say this, God loves you whether you're... Your dream ever comes to pass or not, he's in love with you, okay? He loves you. His love is perfect. It's not a mixture of the love we see in the earth. We're talking about agape love. It's perfect love, and he is so in love with us. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He, is, he knows every detail about you and is head over heels in love with you. That's our God. That's our Savior. In John 17, 3, it says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Knowing God. You know, Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That's what life is about. Eternal life is about knowing him. Not knowing about him. There's a lot of people that know about him, but knowing him, having a relationship with him, talking to him, spending time with him listening to him. You need to hear from God. Someone was telling me the other day, I just, I'm not hearing from God. Well, every time you open the book, that's him speaking to you. That's a love letter from him to you. And I find out if you do the general will of God, you'll get the individual will of God. If you'll do the general things, what we know we're supposed to do, he'll speak to you those things in detail, what you're supposed to be doing. We see here uh, John chapter 10, verse 10 from the Amplified. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's a fulfilling life. Overflows. And the word life there is the word zoe, which means quality of life that God possesses. And that's the life that he wants, that quality of life that God possesses, Zoe, the life of God. And that's the will of God, that you have an overflowing, fulfilled life. And it's available for us because it's already been bought and paid for through the cross. So when your spiritual goes, and we'll be giving you next week our, our goes for the church, but it needs to be knowing him, knowing him. Because you got to have the first thing first. If he's not first, then you're out of order. So have him first. And that means you have to make time for him. You have to make a plan. If you don't plan, you will not make time. 
It's like I said before, you don't find yourself at the gym. You have to make a plan. You don't just wake up and find yourself exercising. You make a plan. So what does an overflowing life look like for you in 2017? That's what you got to pray. That's what you got to look at. Maybe you need direction. Maybe you need, um, maybe your identity is wrong. Maybe you need, your marriage needs help or it's your health. It's your, uh, maybe you're going to school. Whatever it is, maybe you need healing. Whatever it is, you need to look at that overflowing, fulfilled life and consider it paid for and bought. Maybe you're more aware of the struggle or the wrestling match, the, the fight. Maybe you're more aware of it than the promise. And that's what I want to talk about uh, some this morning. And I believe God's going to speak to you about this. And I want to talk about Jacob. Jacob was told, and you can find this in, in Genesis uh, 32, around there. You can go back and read this. But Jacob was labeled by his mom. His mother gave him his name, Jacob. And it meant deceiver. Isn't that a wonderful name? And he was given this name, so he, he has his label, and his mom teaches him according to what he is named, and teaches him to take shortcuts, to cheat, to scheme, to deceive, in order to receive a blessing or to receive the inheritance. Remember, that's what he did. He deceived his own father to get the inheritance that should have went to his brother Esau. So Jacob was living up to what he had been labeled. The voice behind him was defining him. And then he leaves and he goes and he stays with Laban. And who was a deceiver? Because Jacob worked hard. He earned wages, but he was stolen from, he was deceived of that which he did deserve. He didn't even get it. And then there came a time he was ready to leave and go back home. And yet this was a struggle, it was such a fight in him. I believe he'd been gone uh, about 14 years by this time. He's this struggle, this fight. Think, what am I going to face when I go back home? I got to face the family, my brother, and these things. And, you know, it just, it's never gone well. <laughs> and he gets into a, a little wrestling match. I, I want to read you this. It's in Genesis 32, 24. Then Jacob was left alone. And I want you to see here the key. Jacob has a one-on-one with God. Nothing can take the place of a one-on-one with God. And standing before him. It says, Then Jacob was left alone. The man wrestled with him, we know this angel, to the breaking of the day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. The socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. You see, the, he just wasn't going to let go until he got this blessing. And he said to him, what is your name? 
He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Now, how many knows if you wrestle with an angel, you're not going to win? <laughs> but see, God was working on him. And, and, and many times when we get that one-on-one, we come to a place that you're in this struggle, this fight, and there comes a place where God I cannot let go of you until I have the answer, until I have the solution, until I have the breakthrough. I'm not letting go. And what happened, this angel touches his hip, and from then on, Jacob has a limp. And so you can tell people that have had a one-on-one with God. You can tell people who have spent time with God. Because I tell you, they walk different. They talk different. They love differently. They see differently. Because they've had a one-on-one with God, their life has been changed and they're not the same. And they're not ashamed of their limp. I mean, they take their limp around. And nobody can take their limp away. Because what that limp did, it taught them to trust in God. It taught them... That my God is the reason that I prevail in anything. My God's the reason that I overcome in any situation. That He deserves all the honor and all the glory. It's not about me, it's about Him. And when I connect to Him and I don't let go, when I stay in faith, even if it looks like I didn't come out right, even if I have a limp, I know my God still prevailed. I know He still won. I know He has caused me to win in life no matter what comes because I've learned to trust Him. I've learned to look at to Him and say, God, my life is in Your hands and I cast all the cares of this even though it looks like it's not the best Christmas. I don't want to be in a hospital during Christmas, but there's some good eating even in a hospital. I thought maybe I won't have all the sweets. There's more. It's crazy. But see, this, this limp, I tried it on my own. I tried it in my own strength. I couldn't do it. I have to have you. I have to have you. But see, when you come to him like that, there's faith. And what happened is, Jacob, yes, he had a limp, but he had a new name. He no longer had that label. See, when you get with God, you find you have a new name. Do you know the scriptures tell us that when you get to heaven, God has your rightful name. Not that your mom and dad did a bad job. I'm just saying God knows your name. There's some people, there's some people in the earth that have my name, Bob. But you know, in heaven, my name that I have from God, no one else sheesh, has that name because I'm special and unique.
Jacob has a new name. The label's gone. He has a new label, what God calls him. See, that's why it's to happen to us. I don't know what you've been labeled. I don't know what has been said about you or what you've said about yourself. But you need to listen and get the label what God's called you. He's called you my beloved. He's called you my son. He's called you my daughter. He's called you his very own. He's called you into an inheritance. He said, you're joint heirs with my son, Jesus Christ. He's called you to walk in the spirit of God. He's given you a guide. He gave you a road map called the Bible, but he went ahead and gave you a guide. And where you wouldn't lose the guide like I would maybe... He put the guide on the inside of you where you can't lose the guide. And the guide will get you down the journey where you're supposed to be because the guide knows where you're headed and what God has for you. And you can depend on the guide. He got a new name. He had a limp. But see, what I'm thinking, some of us need to get a limp with God. We need to give up this flesh and blood strength and let God take over. Give it to Him. You need to rename some things in your life. Saul became Paul. Simon became Peter. Name change. You need to rename. Some of you need to rename your marriage. Right now, it's World War III. There's stress, there's arguments, there's hurt. And maybe you need to rename it peace. You got to rename some things. Some places in your life that maybe you've been labeled and you received that label, but it's not of God. It's not what God's saying. And you got to change it. Maybe your health is that way, your job, whatever. God is interested in the name you you put over your wife, your husband, your kids, your finances, your health, your church. The name you put over your company that you work for. You ever uh, talk to someone and they're just cutting their own company that's paying their salary? Not too smart. Well, pastor, you, you don't understand. I'm... I'm looking for a new job. That's fine. You'd be a blessing where you're at. You bless it. You, you work hard. You'd be a blessing there. And let God open up the way. But don't start cutting it. I saw undercover boss. They have some new ones. And this, this mayor, I forgot where she was mayor of, but she's going out undercover and she meets this guy, and this guy is telling her how unjust the, the company is, how undependable, and, and even says, the mayor is the best friends with my supervisor, and you can't get anything around here. You can never get ahead. You can, and he's talking to the mayor. And it's all a lie. It's not even true. But even if it was true, we're to speak blessing. Well, I don't like that part of the Bible, Pastor. 
You better get back in. You better get back in you if you want to get out of it. Uh, out of that place. <laughs> we need to call some things that are not here yet. We'll look at Abram. We know him as Abraham, but he had a name change. In Genesis 15, God spoke to him about his future. Remember this? He uh, said, look up into the sky. Count the stars. This is where your descendants will be. Now you got to remember, Abram had no kids. And he's hearing this vision from God. And God's saying, your destiny, your, your descendants can be as big as the sky. I'm sure it just boggled his mind. And the Lord was telling him, I know no one relates to you as a father. I know you have no children. But this is what I say about you. Then in Genesis 16 uh, through 17, you see process that God is, is ministering and he's walking through this. You know, you get a dream from God, it can take time. It can take years. You can process through it. Oh, pastor, I'm 18 years old. My dream. Just calm down. Be patient. Walk the same. It's process. Say process. Now, the process is for your good. Imagine being a, a, a woman, and one day you conceive a, a baby, and the next day you're having the baby. Your body couldn't take it. You need the nine months. It's a process for your body to assimilate that life on the inside. So it's not a bad thing, uh, the process, the journey. What did Abram do? He got tired of waiting and said, I'm going to help God out. I'm going to figure this thing out myself. So he said, I'm going to make it happen. And he forces the issue. And what happens? Ishmael. Anybody in here be like me? Raise your hand. You forced the issue before? <laughs> and there's an Ishmael. It's not God. What happened is you don't trust God, really. That's the bottom line of it. But here's what I love about God. After messing up, God comes back to Abram. His name is still Abram with the same dream. Genesis 17:1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham, and I took this as Abraham had his limp. He fell on his face. I tried it in my own strength to bring the dreams of past. I, was, I did this, did this, but I failed. And now I fall on my face before Almighty God. And God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Notice that at this time, does he have any kids? Has anything changed? We, um, he had one, but God had his heart, though. Look at verse 5. 
a name change is coming. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Can you imagine being 99 years old and just beginning? He waiting, he waiting for the right time. God knew Abram could not be Abraham until he went through the process. But we have to trust God who sees the bigger picture. So you get that limp, you learn, I don't want to force anything. I want to be in God's will and let him open it up. And I'm not saying you don't do what you're supposed to do, take responsibility and work into that stuff. Abram became Abraham. See, wait on the name change, then let the game change. Everything changes now. There's no more hiding. There's no more uh, keeping this thing secret about your time with God. It's coming out. Because everyone who called this name from then on had to have an explanation. Can you imagine what people thought? Hey, Abram, um, excuse me. Uh, hey, guys, come over here. We've got to have a little talk. Uh, listen, I talked to God last night, and uh, uh, my name's changed. Call me Abraham now. I'm sure there's people, you know, yeah, he's a ham, all right. What? Who does this guy think he is? I know who you are. You're Abram. What's this mess? You're What? You know what that means, don't you? Father of many nations. You don't have any children, at least to your wife, Abram, Ham. You got that one, Ishmael. Who do you think you are? And he has to explain this every, everywhere he goes. This is my name. Notice that God called him father of many nations when he was not father. He was declaring something that was not yet. He was renamed, even though he did not see it. He did this for Sarah. Sarah. Sarah means quarrelsome. Sarah, which her name was changed to, means a noble woman. Her name had to be changed. There had to be a change in her. You know, you get up in your hundreds around that age and you're having a baby, you need some a word from God. <laughs> so they had to step out. Romans 7, 4, 17. Uh, I love this. says, from the message, we call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've always read in Scripture? God saying to Abraham, I've set you up as a father of many nations. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do, raise the dead to life with a word, make something out of nothing. He was first named father, then became a father. And so you can take this, but you got, it's more to just renaming. I could say, I want to be a success, so I'm going to start declaring I'm success. And instead of saying, 
I'll never amount to anything or things won't go my way. I'm, I'm a success. I'm a success. I'm a success. Hallelujah. I'm a success. And then you stay in bed all day. No. Because what you do, you rename yourself and then you become what you believe. And when I look at those that are successful, they do the things that bring success and they're up early, they're doing their job, they're preparing, they're learning, they're, they're increasing, they're being the blessing where they're at, being the best they can be where they're at. So you start doing the things that line up with the name change. It's just like you call your marriage peace. I have to stop then. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to enter into that. I'm going to walk in peace. That means you'll be perfect. But as you believe, you know what happens? Grace comes and God's strength. He enables you to fulfill it. And, and she knows this. There's a change in you. Yeah, but it's because I'm walking in love and peace. And I'm glad you knows the change. And you start walking it out. Well, I'm fit. I'm in shape. Hallelujah, pass me a donut. I'm... No, I have to... I say I'm a healthy, fit person. I have to start becoming what I believe. And I have to make a plan. I'm not going to eat the donuts anymore. I'm not going to eat the banana pudding anymore. I'm going to stay away from sweets. I'm going to eat what's good for me. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do what I need to do. You start making a plan to become what you believe. Abraham was called father before he became a father. That's what you're doing with goals and you're releasing your faith in them. You're calling those things that be not as if they were. And you bring in the past. You're making a declaration. You're declaring. And you're speaking it. Maybe you're, 2016 you're an emotional roller coaster. Maybe you need to say, I'm emotional, uh, I'm stable emotionally. And then you start walking that out. That means i got to be able to change my thoughts. That means I, I've got to focus on this. When something happens that triggers something, i got to speak Scripture. And you start planning. You start walking that thing out. And God will help. He will strengthen you to do that. So there's more than just naming something to experience fulfillment. You must become what you believe. Or put into action what you believe. It's like when the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. You got to say you're strong while you're still weak. You catch that? You say you're strong while you're still weak. I'm strong in the Lord. And you start declaring those things. And then how you start doing the things that cause that, what you're believing, to come to pass. And to be strong, that means I've got to change my talk. I've got to change the weak talk to strong talk. I've got to start reading strong things 
and not things that are stealing from me or devouring me. I've got to focus on those things. I've got to get away from doomsday and I've got to get connected to God who calls me an overcomer. I have to change my behavior. And I do it a step at a time, but God will help you and he will energize you. But he won't do something until you decide to do something. Until you decide and make a choice to rename something that is not named correctly according to his book and according to his voice, it's misnamed. You've got to rename it. Those places that you say, I never win. I'll never get past this. I'll always be in debt. I'll never get healthy. I'll always be overweight, out of shape. I'll always be in debt, all these things. You've got to stop that because you're declaring the name. And what you're naming it, you have faith in it, and it's coming to pass. So you've got to rename some things. You don't like it, rename it. And I don't rename your spouse's name. Don't wake up and you're saying some other woman's name. And say, oh, oh, sorry, baby, I renamed you last night. A lot of this stuff is it's just you're doing yourself, you know. Don't go to work and say, oh, I've renamed some things. Keep it to yourself, the family of God. Well, pastor, sounds tough. Well, think about Abraham and Sarah. It said that God raises the dead. He raised their bodies from the dead. Let me, verse 18, when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. See, when you rename something, I'm not looking at what I can't do. I'm looking at what God can do. I'm looking to him. I'm putting my trust in him. And so he was made a father of a multitude of people, peoples. God himself said to him, you're going to have a big family, Abraham. Abraham didn't focus on his, in, on his own impotence and said it's hopeless. It'd been real easy for him to look at his body and say, oh, this isn't going to work. This hundred-year-old body could never father, uh, never father a child. And there was no, there was no little blue pills. There was no pharmacy to call up or watch the ad on TV that you can't get away from and make a, a phone call. Will you send me a 30-day trial supply? That wasn't there. There was no other options. It's going to be God or it's just not going to happen. But let me tell you, they had to put action to what they were being called, to their name. They had to put action. If there was no action to the name, there was no baby. Back to this. This hundred-year-old body can never father a child. 
nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and give up. He didn't tiptoe around God's promises asking cautiously skeptical questions. He plunged, I love this, he plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God. What do you do? You plunge into the promises of God and you'll come up strong. Every time you plunge, you'll come up strong. Surely God would make good on what he had said. So stop looking at the weaknesses you're, and making excuses for where you're at. Look to your God and put your trust in him and start calling some things differently. Start renaming some things. Got down here, you might need to detox. I love January because I'm on detox and get rid of the, all that food, man. <laughs> You have to throw some things out, you know, detox. There might be some things that you are toxic in your life you need to cut off and, and get rid of it. Feed your future. Restock the cupboard, what you're feeding on. Be willing to rename some things in your life. Bring out the Paul, Peter, and Abraham in you. Be willing to spend time with God until you get a limp. bow our heads Father we we thank you for your word and God we want 2017 we want to rename some things we want to call some things differently and to release our faith to believe to become what we call it Lord we just thank you the Lord wants you to know He's your Savior. He loves you. And he, you come just the way you are to Him. And He will give you new life. You can belong to Him. You can be His. No one looking around. Every head bowed. Church, be praying. If you never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, today's your day. You can turn to Him. You only, not only get a new name, you get a new father. A new family. A part of a new kingdom. Because He loves you. He loves you so much, He died on the cross. He took our sin. He took our shame. He took our guilt. He took it all. Where you could be a part of His family. If today you need to call upon His name, in just a moment I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Maybe you prayed this before, but you realize you need to get connected back to Him again. Maybe you've been hiding from Him. Maybe you've been running from God. Maybe you haven't wanted to face, to have that one-on-one -on -one encounter with Him because you don't want to hear what He has to say. But let me tell you, whatever He has to say to you, it's exactly what you need to hear because He wants you to live life to the full. He wants you to have overlap, overflowing life, a fulfilled life. Right now, lift your hand if you want prayer and you say, that's me. I need to give my life to the Lord or I need to reconnect with God. Anyone in this place? 
lifted high if that's you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Say today, Pastor, I see that I need to rename some things. I've been calling some things I've settled for. I need to rename some things. And I need to spend that one-on-one time for you, Lord, and let you touch me. Let me realize that in my flesh, I have no strength. But in you, I have all that I need. That's you. So lift your hand and say, I'm going to rename some things. I'm going to speak some things differently. Yes. Say all those hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every hand that is raised. I pray that you minister that. Lord, don't let this message slip away. Let them leave and, and go home and put into practice your word today. Let there be a vision for 2017. Let some things be called forth. They're not yet so to bring them into being and give them grace and give them mercy and everything they need to bring that to pass. Thank you, Lord that you have provided there's provision for our growth it's already provided and paid for so you can grow in the Lord you can grow in your God thank you Lord we give you the honor and praise if you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.